You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Euro 2020 show. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. Joined as always by Shankers. Shankers, how are we? I am good, Scott. The last few days I've been... Some exciting games, so plenty of goals, plenty to talk about. We're joined by Rory Loy as well. Rory, you've seen players start at Wembley. Do you, does that bring back memories for you? <laughs> um, um, I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, as Shanker says, um, I, some, I, I don't know if I've ever seen two games back-to-back as, as action-packed as that. Goals, um, the standard of goals, standard of player on the park, it was, it was phenomenal. So looking forward to getting everyone's thoughts on it. Definitely. We're joined by a special guest tonight from the team of our Lives podcast, a very happy Ollie Jenks. Ollie, how are we? <laughs> very, 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 very well. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm, brilliant. Trying, I'm trying not to smile too much. <laughs> but yeah, th- thanks for having me, Scott. Much no, brilliant. Absolute pleasure. We'll get into, as Rory says, we've, we've, we had a very, very good day yesterday. Shankers, where does it rank as a, as a day of watching football? It must be up there. It was for me. I definitely, as especially... Now we we're at this stage of the tournament where we're, we're very neutral viewers, so we just want good games, plenty of goals, plenty to talk about, and that's exactly what we got yesterday. It's probably one of the days that stands out for for all the tournaments uh, that I've previously previously watched. So a good day all round, yep. Definitely, but we'll get straight in. Spain booked a place in the quarterfinals with a five to the extra time one over Croatia. Brilliant performance from Spain all in. They managed to get the two goals late on. After the 90 minutes from Alvaro Morata and Orazabal, it was Spain went 3 1 up. Well, obviously, that a dodgy goal to kick the game off for Croatia, and then Croatia managed to get back into it. Rory, what was your overall thoughts on Spain's 5 3 victory over Croatia? Um, it was ugh, entertainment value was through the roof, especially the way Croatia came back. Uh, I think either team could have won it, and you couldn't really have argued either way. However, um, I think it was the, the the drama at the end that that goal going for Croatia. And see when they scored that equaliser, um, or sorry, the second goal to get you know to to, to be one off equalising. I think everyone just kind of felt they were going to get that equaliser, and ah, it was it was phenomenal. Um, they're an unbelievable passing side. Listen, Morata is getting an awful lot of stick at the moment. His finish yesterday was sublime. Mm-hmm. His conversion rate compared to other strikers potentially isn't great. However, I think that Spain are that good with the ball that they'll create enough chances for them to, to take one. Um, so, I, like I said, Spain are a great team to watch. I think we judged them on their golden era of when we were all grown up over the uh, two Euros they won in the World Cup. However, you know, this team plays a lot of good stuff. The boy Pedri is going to be there for years to come and then he's next to, to Busquets who's been there and done it. They've got a nice wee balance all of a sudden and I think... It's not a lot of pressure on Spain, I wouldn't have said. Within Spain, there will be, but I don't think coming into this tournament, there was all that much expected of them. So uh, they're kind of flying under the radar and they're, they're doing enough. So it'll be interesting to see, but they're a lovely team to watch and so are Croatia, to be fair. But I think either of those two teams could have went through and, and anyone would have been happy to watch them in the next round. Yeah, definitely. Spain scored one goal in the first two games against Sweden and Poland. They then now scored 10 in the last two against Slovakia and Croatia. Oh, does that put Spain and as kind of front runners to lift the trophy? Do we think? 
Yeah, I, I think so. I agree largely with what um, Rory is saying as well. I am, um, you know, Luis Enrique seems to be trying to replicate the kind of his Barcelona days a little bit with 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 the squad he's got there. I am worried about Morata. I know you're a fan, Scott. I just don't. He's so he's a bit like Harry Kane's performance this tournament. He's very inconsistent. Got his goal uh, yesterday or whenever it was. Can you rely on him? I'm not too sure you can. And then where are the where are the other goals coming from? I know I know they scored ten. It sounds stupid to say that, but when the, when the pressure comes in the quarterfinal and the semifinal, yeah, as as Rory said, good passing team. Can you rely on Morata to finish off? Maybe they can. Maybe they're kind of not dark horses, but silver horses. Um, but you you can't write them off. Yeah, definitely. Shankers, what was your overall thoughts in the game? Do you enjoy it? I I mean, as a as a neutral, you've got to enjoy it when there's a game of that many goals, as as Rory said, when. When Croatia got the second, it was almost like you just kind of knew and, and the fans and the whole team was, was kind of sucking the ball into the net for, for the equaliser. So for entertainment value, it was really good. Spain, can, can Spain afford to concede three goals in a tournament and and not win a... And, uh, sorry, score three goals in the tournament and not go through in 90 minutes? I get, when you come up against a, a stronger team... Uh, in the next round, or if they go through to the, the semi-finals and they come up against the stronger teams, I think the other teams will have too much for them. They've, as Rory said, they're, they're good at passing the ball and keeping the ball and stuff like that, but can they rely on Marata, as all he says? I, I don't think so. His finish yesterday was, was unbelievable in, in what we know he's capable of doing, but I don't think he's He's going to go and score three, four, five goals. I would love to be proved wrong because I, I like Marat as a player, but I just think that I can uh, semi-final. I wouldn't be surprised to go and see them get to the final, but I just think there's other teams in the tournament that have got too much uh, quality compared to I think if they do, Shankers, that'll be, a result, that'll be a result of other team, other stronger teams being knocked out. Um, I think if they... I could give them a lift as well. Aye. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I was impressed with Spain. At the, I was impressed with Spain how they managed to, to obviously they go they go three one up and you thought you thought the game was done. It was the same in the game later on. It will touch on in a minute, but they fought back and got the two goals. It was two really good goals, and I think I do think that Spain team are they're beginning to clack at the right time. Sarabia's come in, Ferran Torres coming off the bench. I mean they've got that talent and abundance just coming off the bench and making really good contributions. See the, see, the only thing with Spain, I think, see when they got 3-1, it's as if they're too proud to sit in and keep, aye, keep it tight. And aye, they, want keep... See it. they want to just keep playing the same way and that effectively costs them. Uh, I mean, they could have went on to lose coming back, uh, uh, conceding two goals later on. It's as if they're, they're too proud to, proud to just keep playing the, the same way all the time and, and try and go on for goals and make it four or five, whereas you just can sit tight and, and see at the 3-1, you're into next round instead of they make it difficult for themselves. Eventually they got through, but it, it could have gone the other way. Definitely. It seems mad to say as well, I know kind of Ollie was saying, but the keepers at Simon, who I hadn't actually known much of, I know, ah, he, conceded, I know he conceded three goals, but he made a couple of crack saves as well. And I think that, Going in deeper into the tournament, you need a good goalkeeper. And like I said, I don't know much about him, but there's a reason why he's playing in front of the, the goalkeepers he is. And I thought, despite having conceded three goals, made a couple of wonder saves. <laughs> Obviously, Uni Simon, who's just been bigged up by Rory there, did make a howler. What, 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 what do you think of that? Is there much you can do about that? 
Um, yeah, there's a lot you can do about that. I mean, kick it for a start might help. It is football <laughs> after all. Um, well, I did love what the commentator said, though, because Spain had scored two or three own goals this tournament. And as he was saying that, the third one went in from 45 yards out. Um, and it was, unfortunately, Pedri, who I think got yeah, the own Pedro goal. Yeah, Pedri got the goal. Um, yeah. Which is a bit unfortunate for him. But as uh, Rory was saying, he did, make, he did come back and make some good saves. And he did prove a point, uh, particularly in extra time as well. So it was... By no means written off um, as an England fan, you know, Rob Green, 2010, <laughs> say no more. You know, things don't get much worse than that, particularly when it's against the Americans. You know, at least at least Croatia are uh, half decent size. Mm-hmm, definitely. But we'll move on to the game that took place after that. It was an absolute thriller as well. Shock of the tournament so far. Switzerland got, got it done in penalties against the world champions. Against the Verific. Give Switzerland the lead in France after a poor first half come back. Two exquisite goals for Benzema and then a, th- a third beauty for Pogba, which made it 3-1 and we thought the game was done. Severovic get Switzerland a goal back and then Gavranovic got the equaliser, which sent it to extra time and then penalties where Kylian Mbappe, the man many people, including a couple of people on here, have thought would be the, the man of the tournament. And it turned out he, he missed the deciding penalty. Shankers... Another thrilling game. Just give us your overall thoughts. Ah, uh, yes, it's pretty similar to the first game. It's a neutral watching it. Yeah, goals, missed penalties. It was end to end stuff. Pretty poor defensively for France. I know it's obvious saying that they conceded three goals, but for a French side with with that much quality, with with likes of Varane, uh, I think it's keep Pembe at the back, Hernandez. Pavard, four top defenders, and every time Switzerland went forward, they looked dangerous and looked as if as if they could have scored. And I was surprised by France, but they, what they what they lacked defensively, they made up for attacking wise. Definitely in the second half as as well. Probably probably unfortunate uh, in Switzerland's part that Switzerland never actually went on with a missed penalty. If they score that, the game changes in its head. So it was. It was good as a neutral, but France will be disappointed. Three one up, a bit like Spain. They they could have. I'm not saying go five at the back and and part the box, but they could have managed the game a whole lot better than, than what they did. They made it to Switzerland, fought to the end, and it was a great finish. The the last one, he's the touch and he's took by Varane. It's a great finish, but I think France can manage that game better and and they see themselves through the next round. But as you said, a couple of endeavors, whether. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying he meant it. I'm giving him the benefit of doubt with the first touch. Uh, if I'd done that on a Saturday, um, it's a pot lock in it. But when it comes to Karim Benzema, you presume he's meant it. And, and Pogba's goal, I mean, we've spoke a lot about Pogba this tournament and how he can't replicate this, this form for the national team, for his for his club. And it is strange, but he's when he's on that form, he, he's a joy to watch. And he's probably been a pick of the tournament even though they've been at this stage for, for an individual performance and stuff like that, he's, he's really good. Definitely. Rory, all the credit credit in the world needs to go to Switzerland for, for getting through that game and beating the world champions, but France are kind of the talking point. What do we think went wrong in the France camp and what was your overall thoughts in the game? Listen, I mean, if if that penalty goes in for Switzerland and they do go on to win it, I, I would be looking at it going, well, the shape in the first half, made some changes, he went to a back five. I just don't think it worked. He's then changed it. Now, to counteract that, they then go 3-1 up in a formation that they're familiar with. So, 
I don't know. You know, listening to the to the guys talking at halftime on the TV, they're saying it was a mentality thing and an, and an attitude problem. I don't know if I've seen that. I, you know, I could see each other. I could see all the French players getting frustrated at each other and, you know, wanting to do well almost. But as Shanker said, when they go 3-1 up, game management at that level nice. is has got to be better, I think. There's no way in the world, um, if you're 3-1 up and you look at the defenders France have got, or even the leaders throughout the team, and you've got Kante and your team, the best old midfielder in the world, to, that you should be conceding another two goals. But credit credit to Switzerland, because listen, I've been there at Parkhead and Ibrox when you look up and that team that you're playing is so much better than you and you're 3-4-1 down. Mentally, it's, it's tough. So for Switzerland to go 3-1 down, to look up, see Pogba, see Kante, Kimpembe, Mbappe, to see all these players and still believe they can get back into it, that that is that's an incredible uh, mentality to have. So I wouldn't rule the Swiss out going forward. I'm not saying they can go on and win it, but there's always one team that seems to gain momentum and just get through. And Severovic as well is quickly gaining a reputation of being that guy you'll always remember from um, a particular tournament. Um, but what I would say as well is some of, I mean, Mean Shankers have discussed that a few times. He's ball to, to, you know, the one Mbappe misses and he kind of kids on, he's injured because he's a bit embarrassed. <laughs> um, that pass for Pogba is frightening. And McCoy said it on the commentary, he should bend it in me. Right, uh, right foot. He's right foot. The way a pass, the vision, the execution, Pogba was, was, was different class. Um, everybody likes to see an underdog win, but I must say I was a little bit disappointed to see France come out because I wanted to see more of them. I, I really enjoyed watching them. Uh, Benzema, Pogba. Again, everyone likes to see a dark horse going through, but I, I'm, Pogba is he's just a different person. I, I, I get so frustrated watching when he plays for Man United. Do you think that's because um, Canty's there? Like just because he's got that kind of license to roam because Canty's there kind of doing the defence. Nah, I don't think so. He, he takes a lot more risks with United. He gives the ball away. He, listen, you do get players who come who do look very casual when when you watch them, and it, you know, kind of gives that shout from the stand that he's not trying or whatever else. I don't believe that, but you watch him playing for France, and he's everywhere. Um, he doesn't give the ball away. He doesn't take too many risks, and when he does take risks, he takes them at the right time. It just it does seem to swagger about a little bit at Man United, which again, from a, an onlooker's point of view, and Never played at that level before, but it's frustrating when because I, I would tune in to watch that Paul Pogba play for Man United. Mm. Um, I, I don't switch the telly on on a Sunday if Man United are playing as a point of watching Paul Pogba. If Pogba was playing for France, I would make a point to turn the telly on so I could watch him. Mm-hmm. 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 Kelly against Pogba, Rory. Have I played against him? Uh, well, he, he played against me. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I would say, I would say, Pogba, he's not the only one you could, you could pick out. Shakiri yeah. and plenty of other players who are so much better for their uh, national side than they are for their club team. I think it's, it's funny with United at the moment because I think tactically they're all over the place and they play a lot, um, you know, with, with their hearts on their sleeves rather, rather, rather than any kind of tactical nuance. I think you struggle to pick many out of the French squad, though. If you look at Benzema, Kante, you look at Mbappe, Kimpembe, they're all playing at a, a good level and they're playing yeah. really, really well every week. But Paul Pogba goes into that team and is better than Bruno Fernandes yeah. is opposite, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had a poor tournament for high standards compared to what he's had for club. It must just be certain players get a get a lift and stuff like that. Didn't they? It's, it's strange, and nobody will be able to answer. He he probably doesn't know his, himself why it why it's like that. It's, it's strange. I would love to, although I don't really like my United, but I would love to see watch the Premier League going and see 
turning their performances in out every week just because the type of player he is. Yeah. Kelly Mbappe, Ollie, what's, what do we think of his tournament? I know he's obviously missed the penalty last night and you could see, psychologically, you could see, I think it, it just kind of shot him completely. But what did, do we think he was he's tired or just off the boil in this tournament? What do I think was wrong with Mbappe? Um, I was, I was I put a bet on Mbappe to be player of the tournament. I think everyone was expecting more than we saw with him. But I was saying on Twitter the other day, parallels between him and Harry Kane. Uh, they've just not shown up until obviously today, but we'll get on to that later. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things I've heard behind the scenes um, from digging around. Him and Benzema apparently don't get on in the, in the French squad. And obviously uh, talks going on with Paris Saint-Germain as well, where his future lies. He's got a year left on his contract. Maybe that was playing on his mind. Then again, how old is he? He's 20, you know. He's got the whole world in front of him. And maybe there was too much pressure on him. You have to maybe dig into the French newspapers and see what they were saying about him before the tournament. Maybe the pressure got to him. And, you know, the penalty, he was the fifth choice to take it, wasn't he? So yeah. the pressure's all on him. And, you know, it was a terrible penalty. Good save from Sommer, though, to be fair. He just done that. What, what do you use? What's your thoughts on this? Because I see Ronaldo done it before and he done it. See when Spain beat Portugal in the it was either the World Cup or the, the one of the Euros and Ronaldo waited he had the fifth penalty and he and eventually went out of the tournament before he even got a chance. Do you think he's hitting the fifth penalty because he watched the what he thinks he's got a chance of winning it for them? Or do you think that's the order? Because see if I'm Mbappe who's a, a striker, if I'm the manager, I'm wanting him to step up first or second as, as one of my top strikers and hit the penalty. But for me, it looks as if he's, he's trying to wait and hit the, the winning penalty almost to, to be the hero kind of thing. I, what, what, I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know. I'd imagine I'd imagine Deschamps is quite a, a regulated man. I'd imagine the other's order pretty much set out. And I don't think Mbappe can quite claim to be, you know, the, the Ronaldo quite yet. He's going to be the glory for that team. Because as you said, that French squad all over the pitch has got talent. Any one of those, if anything, Hulk would be, would be the one taking the fifth one, wouldn't it? Because keep him by the defender goes and hits the fourth one. He did, yeah, that's true. So uh, I'm wanting my forward players, when midfielders and whatnot, going hit penalties before my defenders. That's strange. Plus, they all scored for shankers. What? I can understand that if Kimbembe or these defenders missed, they all smacked them. No, I'm no, I know, I'm <laughs> not saying. Obviously, I'm not saying anything like that. Whether it's a bad, I'm just saying, as my manager, I'm, I would prefer if my attackers. Are confident and going at the first penalty and can see if it was a game. See if it's a game keeping, but he's not going to duck for, for hitting a penalty in ninety minutes. No, I mean you're watching Mbappe or Benzema hitting the penalties. I don't get why they're hitting later on in the in the order. I, I just I think it's because it looks as if he's wanting to be the, the match winner. Valen just got and scored his penalty you Maybe, maybe it's it's a good headline if it works. Is <laughs> that yeah. but? Switzerland move on to play Spain in the quarterfinals. We'll do a, we'll we'll look at all four quarterfinals briefly at the end of the show, but we'll move into today's action. Obviously, there's a big game today at Wembley. Ollie is buzzing as we see England two, Germany now. Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane with the goals to give England their first win over Germany in a major tournament knockout stage since 1966. Ollie, England are now the favourites to win the Euros. Is that fair? Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I'm, I'm an extraordinarily pessimistic England fan. I was not thinking we were going to win today at all. 
Um, pleasantly surprised with favourites to win. I think you, you've got to back it. You know, you've, you've got to get behind the team and, and I think manifest it somewhat because in previous tournaments before going back yesteday, England fans wind me up more than anyone else, despite me being one, because they're so negative, particularly in the press, you know, the tabloid press. The amount of sticks Sterling's got, Kane's got, Southgate's got. The only thing they can do is shut them up by proving them wrong and scoring goals. So you've got you've got to believe in it and you've got to want it to happen. Yeah. Were you impressed with the performance? Um, first half, no. Second half, yes, I guess. It was like the last half an hour. I think we kind of turned it on and maybe got a bit of confidence back. Extremely nervy opening 10, 15 minutes. Um, Walker has got a mistake in him. I do like him as a player. I think he should start, but he's got a mistake in him. He looks a bit flamboyant and a bit uh, ropey at times. Phillips, he had one good game against Croatia, and then since then, I, I, I don't, I don't particularly back him. Um, him and Rice got yellow cards quite early on, and I thought one of them was going to get sent off. Um, yeah, I wasn't. It's it's weird with England because throughout the tournament, I don't know what you guys think, but it's been overly unconvincing but then at the same time we haven't conceded any goals um, I've kind of consided to the fact we've got to leave Southgate to do it, to do it. he kind of mm-hmm. seems to be doing the right thing at the moment so it's just go off his, get off his back and see what happens Rory how big a win is that for England? Um, listen it's, it's a huge win um, psychologically to beat the even just beating the Germans I think obviously that's a, that's a massive thing for England uh, they've struggled to do it for a long, long time. Another clean sheet um, is is a big plus for them as well. They're not particularly great to watch. They don't play free-flowing football. When you look at their squad and they're starting 11, it baffles you at times as to how they can't be like that. I think Southgate is he's kind of sitting on the edge of... It, He's a tactical master, uh, magician when he gets it right. So, for example, today they're all hailing him, saying he got all, everything right and everything spot on. Whereas against Scotland, he he pretty much adopted the same tactics and the same way of playing, and yet was you know criticised to beyond belief because of the performance they they, they they turned in that night. So, I think at the last World Cup, England at times were really impressive. And I think had they gone out slightly early at the World Cup, England could still be optimistic based on what they'd seen. I think he's running the risk based on performances that, listen, see if they were to go out to a Sweden or Ukraine, a Ukraine or not play particularly well. I think he's going to have to win it to to um, come away from it with England fans thinking, you know, it's been a great tournament because, listen, in a league season, you know, five, six months of the season, managers look at performance. And when it comes to the last two months of the season, it's about results. Um, in tournament football, you need results. And you need results quickly. Ah, you want momentum, but you can't afford to, to no win. I think England are just doing enough. I think that they have a select, a group of players there who will take an unbelievable amount of belief. But what I do think is on Saturday, it'll be a completely different game. I think we'll almost, in a roundabout way, be a lot more pressure when they play Sweden or Ukraine. They're going to feel the pressure to perform, feel the pressure to win, feeling the pressure to win is... And I'm not saying that wasn't there against Germany. Of course, the expectation is they should win. However, I don't know that the expectation would be there that they could and will win. So 
I listen, it's an interesting one. I, I haven't been impressed with them. They've not been good to watch. I've not enjoyed watching them. Um, but they're doing enough. And Southgate has done um, has done really well so far in terms of getting them to where they are. So it's, it'll be interesting on Saturday to see how they set up and how they play. I would quite like to see your Sancho's, your but maybe that's that's us as laymen speaking when it comes to coaching. Southgate obviously has a lot more insight into why he's doing this, but I think they're crying out for a Sancho. But maybe that's just from my perspective because I get bored to tears watching. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I like I like fast forward, you know, kind of a playing football as well. Um, but if you look at Portugal 2016, Greece 2004, they they all play quite boring one 0 victory football as well. Defensive teams. Yeah, we had to. England don't have to. Yeah, I, I know they don't have to, but they're doing it and it's it's working so far. And yeah, if, you, if it works, you're going to do it, aren't you? Um, I, I was lucky enough to go and watch Dortmund play Monaco a couple of years ago and Sancho was playing then and he was the best player I'd like, probably seen in the flesh. He, he was that amazing. And I, I, would, I would too love to see him come on at some point. Shankers, Jack Grealish was the man that came on. Obviously, it was a big cheer on the crowd and then he came on and he did play a he did play a massive part in getting those two goals. Obviously, played the part the the cross for Kane's second. How bigger bigger performance was that from England to get that result? And obviously, Jack Grealish going to make the difference. Well, first and foremost, as as Rory says at this stage of the tournament, and you know, major tournaments, it's a, a results business. And you know, Rory said about the the free flowing football, attacking football, and all that. But at, at this stage. You're just results, 1-0 grinds and stuff like that. It gets you to the quarters and semi-finals. You're going to take it all day. And, and I think my, my, point gets... more with that, my point more with that was that if England don't win it and they continue to play that way, there will be sections of the England support who will want Southgate to leave. Whereas if they were playing fast-flowing football and maybe got to a quarters or a semis, I think people would back him. So my point wasn't that it's not working. It was more that I think the way they're risk. playing will put more pressure on Southgate if they don't win it. Uh, Aye, 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 I take your point there. So. A bit like uh, um, Maurizio Sarri at Chelsea, like he won the uh, Europa League, didn't he? but they still hated him. And he got the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, I think the performance is already says it, wasn't it? Flattering. After the first five minutes when when Germany were, were kind of creeping up the pitch, I'm thinking they've already been for a game. But see, after that, without doing too much, I thought they were kind of in control. A couple of chances we I think it was Werner just before half time and then Miller in the second half. But other than that, I, I thought they kind of contained Germany pretty well. And I thought Southgate got everything spot on. He, he changed the the shape of the team to kind of almost suit, suit Germany's shape and kind of match them up. And, it, and it, they were getting a lot of joy in the wide areas against Hungary with Kimmich and I think it's Gorsons or Gorsons. And, and England kind of stopped that. They, they weren't the really in the game an awful lot and I thought they got it spot on uh, Sterling Kane's come on there's a lot of criticism I think, I think Kane I don't know there's just something about him it looks like he's maybe lost like a yard of pace or, or some he's, he's dropping too deep and I was impressed with um, Saka that, that started I thought he was actually done pretty harshly and picking off for Grealish but then Grealish comes on and, and does really well and almost sets up both of the goals he set one up anyway, so it's it looks like a, a master stroke for, for Southgate. But I still think there's more to come to. See when you you see them and they've they've grounded all these results by no no like setting the 
the hair and the light. So I think there is more to come. And if, and if everything clicks, then we could, it looks like Ukraine now because they've just scored in the last minute extra time. So if they go and train the Ukraine, who, who I actually think they would, they probably would take over Sweden, considering Sweden's start to the... Absolutely. The I, th- I think England would prefer a in the Ukraine. And I think it, if, if everything can click for England, they're quite capable of going and winning comfortably. But now they're on the, the reverse side where all the pressure is on them, as Rory says, to perform and, and kind of get too much. I, I think this group of England players are... are I've got, I said it earlier on, it's no that they don't care. It's just they, they're quite young and, and they're taking everything in their stride, whereas the, the group's previous England players felt the pressure... Uh, before the tournament, whereas I think the likes of Grealish, Mount, Sterling, Saka, Rice, Phillips, players like that, are, I can believe in their ability and and they almost take the take the pressure on their stride and they can thrive off it. And you've seen the stadium got a lift when, when Grealish was coming on, they, they were crying out for him. And and as I said, it looks like a master show for, for Southgate, but I don't think I, I listened to the pundits in the studio, I don't think Southgate will be. A lot of managers would be like, right, we put on Grealish, right, we'll start him the next game. I don't think Southgate's like that. I think he, he's no stubborn, but I think he'll, he'll not be bullied into to doing what fans want or what media want. I think he'll do it his own way, and, and that's the way. And see, when you see England bench, they probably get the str- strongest strongest bench in, in the tournament, I would say, for, for players coming off, like flair players coming on. Say, say things want to go in their way, you can bring on a mount, a Grealish, a Foden, a Rashford, players like that. So they're in a really, really good position. And, and as Rory says, if, if they don't go and get to the final or even more so go and win it now, then you could almost see it as a failure, especially with, I know they go to Rome next, but the majority of games have been at Wembley, six games at Wembley. I don't think they'll get a better chance of winning a major tournament. Than, uh, for a Tell you something, Shane, I would have put my mortgage on Miller scoring that chance. I, yeah, I am the same. Absolutely. You almost, yeah. you almost kind of were settled, right? It's going to be 1 1. And there was I no doubt in my mind. He's, he's, he's the one a... guy as a German, know that I'm a German, um, that, you would want, <laughs> that you would want to be going through in that situation. With the experience he's got at these tournaments and at club level, I just it didn't even cross my mind that he was going to miss. I know. I, I, he's quite composed and stuff like that as well. So, it, see, before, see, when he was running through, he did look like me running. And treacle, to be fair, <laughs> it looks as if he was going to get caught. But at least he took caravans in his back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I was like you, grab a charger. I was almost, uh, almost certain that it was going to be one running. See when that didn't go in, I think you almost kind of knew it wasn't going to be. Uh, I think, I think it was like, like, you, you see Raheem Sterling, was, you see kind of Raheem Sterling, because he like, gave away the pass and I sent a relief. Kind of dropped to the dropped to the floor and. When that didn't go in, I, I kind of knew it was England's night. And Kane finishes it off, gets his goal, and that could almost come in and give him confidence. I think this England team are, are losing confidence after that eh, victory, and, and they're going to be playing Ukraine now, as, as you yeah. just see Ukraine's yeah. one two one. So I think I think they'll be they'll be very pleased with that. Yeah, what impressed me today was uh, in the second half, particularly was Southgate's game management. I think yeah. all tournament is just been pretty. Sublime, and maybe something that hasn't been noticed too well as well. But yeah, I'll definitely take Ukraine over Sweden, Sweden uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Well, See, we, bringing on players like Jordan Henson and that as well, there's not many teams that get the ability to, to be able to bring a, 
a Premier League, Champions League winner off the bench to kind of throw things up. See what we're talking about with Spain and France game management. Southgate's done the opposite. He's he's new, right? It's getting tight. Bring on Henderson to throw things up. Stuff like that. Absolutely. It's kind of... Yeah, well, big times as well. Pickford, he's come under a bit of, bit of script in the last few tournaments. That save from Werner was yeah, it was brilliant. It was good. Yeah, yeah. save uh, Havertz volley. That was quite a good save. Yes, yeah, well, it was right in the middle. He hit it over the bar, didn't he? Yeah, right. I've always backed him. Yeah. Annie, eat my words a wee bit because I tipped Germany to win at the start of the tournament. Rory, what did we think went wrong with the Germans? Um, I don't think they got off to the best start. I think they lacked momentum lacked a little bit of belief and see if I'm being totally honest if you look at their if you look at their group stage they were beaten from France um, they scraped by Hungary um, to nick a point to get through top bottom line is they just weren't good enough and the, the best team won today overall um, there wasn't a lot between the two teams in the in the first half but England took their chances when they come along they were clinical they were ruthless uh, Germany hadn't been clinical or ruthless all tournament. They'd chipped goals all tournament. I just I just don't think they were good enough. And I don't know if maybe maybe the manager's been there a bit a bit too long, but they, they, I don't know. They didn't seem I, I watch Italy, I watch England, uh, I watch these other teams, and there's just Germany looked a little bit like we've been there and done it before. That's the kind of feeling I got from them. Um which I'm sure wasn't the case when you're in their camp and you're in their dressing room, but I don't know. They just lacked a little bit of energy as well, I would say. And I just I just think they fell short quality wise in the end. And they didn't they didn't play well enough or win enough games to obviously with the knockout stages you need to win and England England deserved to win. I don't think, you know, Joachim Lowe's been there long enough. He knows what he's doing shape wise, tactically, formation wise. You can't look at it and go, Well, the manager doesn't know what he's doing. You can't look at the players and go there, you know. I, I just feel like none of them really believed it was their time, whereas you look at other countries. I watch Italy and they're, you know, they're diving in front of everything to, you know, and going forward and just a number of things. Like I said, I love watching Italy. I think they'll go on and win it, but I just don't think that Germany um, were good enough and that's the bottom line. And I think that you can pick any formation you want and you can pick any team you want personnel-wise. I just think there's better teams at the tournament than Germany and I think that was proven in the group stage and it was proven today. I think the quality of the player in the German national team is is decreased a, a good bit for previous national teams when you like Miller's probably kind of one of the lasting ones in the, in the kind of old guard. A lot can be said about Ozil but with Germany it was good. Lamb, Podolski, Closer, stuff like that. I just think They've no got see closer scored guaranteed goals every tournament. I mean, Werner has been in pretty shocking form, to be honest. Uh, this tournament, the strange one the that starting. I thought it was a strange one. Uh, who who else have they got? I mean, they could, could start Gnabry, uh, Gnabry through the middle, but he's not really a an out and out number nine. I would say uh, that is strange. I just I don't think Germany had anything through the whole tournament today. Yeah, they, haven't got a, yeah, they haven't got an out-and-out striker you can rely on, put it that way. Yeah, definitely. But as Shankar said, it's going to be Ukraine against England and Rome on Saturday night. Ukraine got through an extra time for a 2-1-1. Sinchenko gave, them, gave Ukraine the league. Sweden come back with Forsberg and then an extra time. In the last minute, 
Artem Dobak, Grave, Ukraine, the lead, descending through the quarterfinals. Ollie, you met, you were quite happy there when you, you heard Ukraine were going through. Is that the best of the two options, do you think? Absolutely. Um, Sweden, I've watched all their games and they're stubborn as hell normally, usually. Uh, defensively sound, uh, Isaac and Kudoteski up front, uh, they, they've got something in them. they got the point to prove. They're young, they're ambitious, they're probably part of the next Swedish generation. Um, you know, stubborn counter-attack, they could easily get a, a late-minute goal past England. Um, and we don't have great history with Sweden. We've played them a lot over the last 20 years. Go back to Sven Joran Eriksson days um, when they beat us 4 2. Zassan's overhead kick from Mars out. Um, you know, we, we haven't got great history against them um, other than the last World Cup, obviously. And I just think they'd be a bit stubborn. I do, I do agree with Rory. We haven't really seen England play well. Um, England against a stubborn team. It's it's never going to be glorious looking football, and then before you know it, we panic and concede a late goal. Ukraine, on the other hand, I can't say I've seen too much of them play, but if I was Raheem Sterling or Grealish, and I've just watched them play there, I'm thinking, well, they've played 120 minutes, they're tired. I'm not sure what team Southie is going to choose, but it's probably going to have a couple more creative players than what we saw today. He's just going to say, go out there and play, and it'll be like. I don't want to say this, but it'll be like a, just more of a casual game, you know what I mean? So they'll, they'll go out and do their thing rather than it be, fuck, it's Germany, who we haven't beaten since 66. It'll be Ukraine, who we've not got too much of a previous you know, relationship with. Yeah, I think uh, Southgate could bring the changes for this game as well. I, yeah. I agree with, with Ollie, especially them playing 120 minutes. I mean, Ukraine's not getting the luxury of of going into swapping with four players and fresh legs and stuff like that. And I think Southgate's got that in him. As I said before, he's not going to... I don't think he's going to give in to the media and stuff like that. They're playing the players that they want. But I think he has got it in him to go and swap four four or five players. And, and I tell them that's because I think England's similar. I think England's like got like-for-like players where they're bringing out, taking off quality and bringing in quality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll tell you what, this would be a great game for Sancho. If you start Sancho... Yeah. On Saturday, he'll be like, right, sorry, sorry I haven't played you the last four games, but here's easy time. Make it make yeah. make a name for yourself. And he'll be running at you know the, the Ukrainian defence all day long. Definitely. Rory, what was your thoughts on Sweden Ukraine? The actual game itself was actually quite entertaining. Um Ukraine have actually got some good players in the wider areas. They use the ball well, they switch it from side to side, they use they use the full, uh, they use the full pitch really well. Um, the tire teams down, but listen, I would, I would definitely back up what Ollie said there. I think that from an England's perspective, um, if you're playing against Sweden, you know that you're going to need to try and feed the ball between the lines. Uh, they're going to sit back, they're going to be compact, they're going to be organised. One of those ones where it's not particularly enjoyable to watch. Whereas Ukraine, I think, play more expansive football, and they've got players who are capable of sc- scoring goals from nothing, which England will need to watch out for. But I think. It will give England offensive license to be a lot more creative, and I think we'll get a lot more space. And I, I believe that you'll see a different Harry Kane with that goal he scored, and also with, like I said, the the way Ukraine play. The one the one thing I would say is Ukraine are actually quite entertaining. Like I said, Yarmolenko um, and a, a few other players are they're good, they're good players and they're capable of scoring really good goals, and uh, they work the ball really well. They're, they're technically good. So, and a team. A team almost with nothing to lose is a team to be feared because I think they've now hit their 
they've now had a successful tournament for, for me. Uh, they're in the quarter, they're in the quarterfinals. Their nation will look at that and go brilliant. They'll probably approach that England game with, listen, lads, go out, enjoy the game, express yourselves, and they've got the players who can who can produce. So that is the one we think England might need to look out for. But I agree with what Ollie says. I think that the way Ukraine play compared to Sweden, that that you know English fans will be will be happy with the result tonight. Yeah, definitely. But that, that means that the round of 16 is over and the quarterfinals are set in stone. Switzerland plays Spain and Belgium play Italy on Friday night. And then on Saturday, we have Czech Republic, Denmark and Ukraine versus England. Shankers, what's the, what's the standout of that, that draw? I think Belgium, Italy has to be the standout. I mean, we were talking all day there and I was saying how you, you just want the, the big nations in the, the last stages of the tournament for, for the quality of viewing. But also, I like our underdog story. So, to see uh, Denmark and, and Czech Republic have a chance to get into the semi-finals, uh, England's got to fancy themselves to get to the final in, in that side of the draw. The last side's slightly tougher. It's uh, Spain, Spain, Switzerland and Belgium, Italy, did you say? So, it's a tough one. You've, you've got to look at it and go, right, you fancy Spain on paper getting through, and then Belgium Italy is a tough one to call both both top teams. So it's a kind of a toss of the coin that one for me. So that side's slightly tougher uh, in the draw, but Belgium Italy's picking the bunch, and it's a quick turnover for for the likes of these players, uh, the England players, especially Ukraine putting on twenty minutes to then go again on Saturday with the with the potential to to be going again next Tuesday Wednesday. So I, I suppose that's the the benefit that England have got with, with the big squad that they have, in, in my opinion. Definitely. Ollie, who's, are you confident that England are going to reach the final? Um, I wouldn't say overly confident, to be honest. Um, but I'd back him, if that makes sense. I'd back him to get there. But I'm not overly confident. I think um, you're quite right. Ukraine have had a squad that have been together for quite some time. A lot of players in there. We played at youth level together at Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Stepanenko is a good pivot in midfield. And, uh, yeah, a team, a team with nothing to lose seems to be fairly quite right. I don't expect a high-scoring game. I think maybe England 1 or 2 nil, And then Denmark or Czech Republic. Um, and with what's happened to Denmark and they've got, you know, the whole of Europe <laughs> against the English, essentially, aren't they? They're waving the flag for the EU. Um, very much so. And it would be a difficult game, but there's no reason why we can't get there. We should, we should get there. Whether we will or not, we'll see. Rory was... against the EU is the march that everybody wants to see. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, having said that, I don't even know if Denmark are in the EU. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not, actually. So, yeah. Rory, what stands, <laughs> yeah. out, what stands out to you in the, the quarterfinals? Um, listen, it's, it's a difficult one because you look, at the, you look at the bigger teams, I would definitely agree with Shankers. Uh, Belgium, Italy stands out as, as the two biggest nations there. However... I have to say, I've, I've really enjoyed watching all the last six, all the last 16 games. I, I've enjoyed, you know, for different reasons, all the goals last night and things like that. Um, but even Ukraine, Sweden tonight, I, I really enjoyed watching that. But on paper, Belgium, Italy de- definitely stands out. Um, aye. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to looking forward to them all. Um, it's interesting as well. Czech Republic have done really well, um, which given that, you know, as a nation for three or four months, we've been building up to that one game against the Czech Republic, saying <laughs> it was do or die for that one game. Um, we've probably lost sight of how good these nations can be and how how gifted some of their players are. Boy, Shek scoring again. So, aye, that'll be an interesting one. But 
I'm certainly looking forward to a weekend of good football. Definitely. He was quite low on the England game. I just seen it because he came up on screen. I thought Harry Maguire was absolutely outstanding today. He was. He was a rock. Absolute rock. I've got my brother-in-law is a huge Man United fan. I don't follow them all that closely, but he said in a season where you wouldn't think it if you didn't watch them every week, Harry Maguire has been exceptional. Uh, he comes under a lot of criticism and maybe it's maybe price tag and, and whatnot, but they're up finished second in the league and and he's at his first game in the tournament or second game in the he tournament. He played ninety minutes second against the Republic. The second game in the tournament as well, which which isn't easy. I thought it was absolutely brilliant tonight, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you saw his uh, post match interview, but he was pretty much yeah. saying he he wasn't fit and he hasn't played for seven weeks. And if you could put him out before wins, yeah, um, what a what a man. Definitely, but it's going to be another interesting weekend of the Euros as the quarter finals take shape. Ollie, thanks very much for coming on the show as our special guest tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Much appreciated, chaps. Nice to, nice to, nice to join you. Brilliant. Shankers, Rory, thanks very much. As always, pleasure. Oh, thanks. No worries at all. Brilliant. Thanks very much. I know we've already seen Ollie again, but hopefully he's, he's crying come the weekend. Oh, you're crying. Mate, I was nearly crying tonight when Sterling gave that ball away. Bloody hell. <laughs> Brilliant. But we will be back next. We will be back at the weekend with the, the Euro 2020 review of the quarterfinals. Thanks very much for watching, everyone. Please follow our social media pages and subscribe on podcasts and YouTube. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>